Hey, 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 peeps. This is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast. You are listening to WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. You know it's been a minute before I've been aside. Yeah, I swear on it all, I'm gonna get it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go hard. I'm a go hard. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a go hard. Oh, folks, it's finally December. It's getting colder, and it's beginning to look a lot like war games. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings Podcast, episode 224, War Ready. We are ready for the spectacle that is going to be the only time in the year where Raw and Smack... Oh, wait, no, wrong, wrong promotion. It's the only time in the year where NXT puts two rings next to each other, surrounded by a cage, and just beats the ever-living crap um, out of each other from one ring to another ring, with or without a cage. It's War Games. Again, I am King Ricky Rosé. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlets. Welcome to Kings of the Rings Podcast, KOTR underscore podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us a five-star review, especially if you're listening on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. And you're listening on WrestleAddict Radio. Follow WrestleAddict Radio at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and WrestleAddict Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Well, this time last year, we were at War Games. Uh, and I still love that pay-per-view. Uh, I'm I'm still watching Chopper and Adam Cole fall. <laughs> They're still in midair. They're not there yet. Uh, yeah, but what a difference a year makes, man. Holy shit. A year ago, we were in Chicago. Ugh. Yeah, life goes on. I'm tired. I'm the T stands for tired this week. T is not tired. A R A S H U K. It's my second. Are you podcast. sure that T doesn't stand for uh, Malort shot? Yeah, it stands for Malort. Uh, this is my second Malort. podcast in a row, actually. So yeah, a lot of things are happening over at BiggestPodcastSolutions.com. Uh, but Kate Murphy, what did you do to your hair? I got a fresh buzz today. Ooh, buzz, 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 bitches. Um, what a little bit of R2-D2 right there. Yeah, huh? Um, I do have one thing I would like to say, though. What is that? Of War Games! <laughs> war Games. <laughs> yes. You can find me yes. in my War Games across all social media at the Kate Murphy. Yeah, so uh, let, let's let's hop right into it. We're going to talk about war games a lot this first half of this show, um, because honestly, of all the pay per views that I look forward to, that are outside of the big four and outside of like WrestleMania takeover, it's war games. War games is so flipping awesome, and like. Before NXT, I never saw War Games. I heard about it, and it was just, I thought it was like, I don't know about you, but I thought it was like this wild, wacky WCW concept. It was. That worked. It was. That worked for some reason, and like I was like, they'd never do it. And then like, you heard the first time William Regal yelled War Games, and it was, they just knocked it out of the park. It was an internet darling all over again. Uh, but War Games started out, it was the Four Horsemen's match. It was their calling card, because uh, it was a four-on-four. A four four. Um, and it was always a big part of WCW. It was in the fall, uh, every single time. I think it was the 
September pay per view every single year. I believe they did a uh, World War Three. No, was World it? War Three was the, the three it's three rings, sixty men. Was the three rings? World War World yeah. War Three is November, so it go it would go War Games, uh, Halloween, Halloween Havoc, Havoc, World War Three, uh, Starcade. So yes. War Games in WCW, I, I watched two of them. Uh, the one from 1996 was excellent because it was the whole, it was the beginning of this tur- the turn of Sting from Surface Sting to Evil Sting. Um, Pro Sting, gotcha. excuse me. And then the following year was just like the the, the, the murder of Ric Flair because he was going to get like jaw- nose surgery or something. So uh, it was, the, <laughs> so it was, took him out. it was the turn. It was, well, one, it was the end of Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson's career ended uh, a month or two prior because of his hands and his neck, I think. And he gave Ooh. the fourth spot in the Horseman to uh, Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. And he cut the Ooh. infamous My Spot promo, which is like his last promo. And then yeah. Henning turns on the four horsemen and goes with NWO in the War Games 1997. So War Games does have a lot of big moments in it, but it does kind of have that WCW stink on it. Whereas NXT was just like, all right, we're going to take something silly and make it serious. Like NXT. <laughs> like the yeah. first NXT. So War Games, <laughs> War Games is a new staple of NXT. And it really is, like, unlike Hell in a Cell, where it's just, okay, we have to do this at October this time of year. They always build to it correctly. Yeah. With the UE. And and it is the Undisputed Era's calling card match, even though they're like one and one. Or they're one and two. I think they're one and two. I don't remember. Well, it's perfect. No, they're, no, they're, 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 they're two and one. They're two and one. Are they two and yeah, one? Last no, because wait. No. Last year was the first one I lost. No, they lost with um, Ricochet and Pete Dunne. Beat them. The team Ricochet and Pete Dunne from the year before. Did they? Are you sure? Yeah, they won the first one. Freckles! I know they won the first one. They won the first one, and then they had the team with Ricochet and Pete Dunne. Undis- I forgot the other two members. Freckles says that the Undisputed Era lost last year. And then yeah, the, the year, evil, before. year before. Um, let's see. In twenty eighteen, Freckles says they lost in twenty eighteen as well. All right, yeah. Ricky, you're right. Son of a bitch. They are they are one and two. Although they're always in the they're always in there because they're the only <laughs> faction group of four that what? can do what, it. What do you have? The, the forgotten sons? <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Although <laughs> <laughs> oh, sanity, san- well, sanity. Here's the thing, sanity. Maybe could have worked, worked if you could get a faction with a woman in there, like three men and a woman. <coughs> would have been it, it would have been Nikki hard, Cross would have been possible. the perfect person. To, Nikki Cross would have been the perfect person to do it, but I don't think WWE's ready to do that yet. Although she she would have been fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad they, they have like the only. They could have done so much with Sanity. I'm still like bummed about that. Yeah. yeah, it happens. I mean, Eric Young also had a smoker voice and still has a smoker voice, which probably hurt his promos. The kid was mm-hmm. born with throat cancer. <laughs> yeah. Nikki Cross was the most over person on that, in that faction. And she did nothing. Just run around and scream and yell. Yeah. That's all her character was in NXT. And it was, I loved every moment of it. We got two. Uh, we got two. Yeah, we, got we got two this year, right? Team Shot C. Okay, we do. Let's let's talk yeah, about that one first year. because I have a. You want to do I that a, one first? I have a bone to pick with Tony Storm. <laughs> are, are you mad? I am because she 
she is exactly the kind of face the women's division needs right now. This as as a whole for WWE. She's such a great, likable face. And I feel like you don't need a heel right now for the women's division. I mean, but I think they're I think they are making shots see that likable face. Yeah. That's true. And I, you couldn't have Shotzi and uh, and Tony as two of the big faces. And I mean, you already gave Shotzi a freaking special. Well, like she's long, fucking over. How long do you see Tony being in NXT? I honestly don't know. I I I, I don't know. Because they honestly, if they really need talent, like they do. Now is a great time to call her up, put a run behind her, and make her a very viable contender for the Rumble. Because that's, that's next month, guys. That's next month. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they set up the Rumble a little bit on Raw and SmackDown, and they're like, oh yeah, TLC's also happening. Like, we don't care about TLC at this point. It's Rumble season. Um, but with Tony, t- the Tony's a weird story. Like I didn't expect it. I was very upset when she punched. When she punched out Ember, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What the fuck, Tony?" But I liked it. I'm interested to see what evil Tony is like. I'm here for it. And I think she could be good uh, if she does get a quick call up. She's going to Raw. Oh, for sure. She's not going to SmackDown. SmackDown is Bianca and Sasha territory. Yeah. Plus, what I think yeah. is going to be interesting is in War Games, I think they're going to definitely, Tony and Rhea are definitely going to have a callback to their rivalry in UK. Oh, absolutely. And I'm very, and they, it's going to be good. They were very good as rivals going for the UK title mm-hmm. uh, as well. So that's a good callback. The The thing about it is now, because we, uh, we have Team Candice, which people hate Candice as a heel. I love heel Candice. She's, oh, she's really great. good. She's great. That she's great at getting who heat. hates her as a uh, heel people <laughs> people well, you're who are supposed wrong. to hate her you're, you know why you hate her because you're supposed yeah. to hate her you're supposed to hate Fucking her she's, Mark. She's a, in real life in real life she's a sweetheart um so we have candace dakota kai who who somehow made her way in uh raquel and tony which is a great a great group of women and now you have Shotzi, Ember, Rhea, and the mystery opponent that we don't think is EO, but we actually believe it's probably gonna be EO. If, Am I wrong in saying that? If not EO, who? Yeah, who's left? My only my only guess, because it's definitely EO. Remember Eon War Games? Like she yeah. did a moonsault off the top of the freaking cage. Yeah, she broke out last year, like extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If not EOV, only other person I could see, which is not going to be possible unless she's got some crazy genetics or some good meds, as Tegan. Yeah, I was thinking Tegan, but she needs that John Cena gene. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she. I do not think Tegan has the Cena gene what, at all. What if somebody's coming from Raw or SmackDown? Oh, you mean like they did last year? Like the KO surprise, which yeah. is one of the best surprises ever. Oh, what a surprise. I fucking loved it. So glad it wasn't the Velveteen Dream. 
<laughs> Looking back at it, I was like, Same. yeah, right. It makes sense that it wasn't Velveteen. <laughs> um, the KO made storyline sense. I just didn't, I didn't even think like, about it at the time. What if Charlotte Flair just pops up in War Games? Oh, that would be. People would there be it'd be such a division. People would love it and people would hate it. Looking at you, Sly. Probably at the same time. I'm on the it fence. It's not coming back. To I this. mean, I would love to see Charlotte. That's just a face. Yeah, I would love to see Charlotte, but this wouldn't make any sense for anything. It's like EO needs to yeah. be on the card, but she has no contender because they're all in the cage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think it's 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 got to be EO. Who else, like what other female in NXT could you put as their partner? That makes sense. Or what just what other female what about, um, who else is there? Caden Carter. Caden Carter, Casey, Catanzaro. It's Aaliyah? not gonna be Casey. <laughs> it's not gonna be Aaliyah. Could you imagine? I could. could you imagine if it's Aaliyah? Zyra Lee? She, no, Zyra she's in, in she's in boot weird... camp right now. She's in like With Boa. She's, yeah, she's in, like, the fucking Hanoi over there. Christ. <laughs> I Who knows what's going on with that? But I do have a theory about that when we, when we okay, side break real quick to that. One, I love it. The big thing is, who is this Emperor Palpatine-like figure that they're like? <laughs> Emperor, <laughs> Emperor Yagi. <laughs> <laughs> from, a dumb, from a stupid asshole troll Mark standpoint, I really hope it's Tozawa. Oh my goodness! Could you? Tazal would play that role perfectly, but I, I think, I think it's, I think it's a, a very secretive Ace in the Hole and Miko Satomura. I'm gonna pretend to I know w- who that is. Miko was in the May Young Classic. So she had a crazy semifinal or semi or quarterfinal match with uh, Mercedes Martinez, mm. one of the most well respected um, Asian female wrestlers like ever. Like, Sasha has gone to Japan to train with her. Mm. Um, so I think it's Miko Satomura. Because there have been rumors that they did sign her. And it would kind of make sense that she is this random character person. Uh, in, in that instance. So I, I think that's where Zaya Lee is going. I mean, it could be Zaya as the fourth member. I do want to say also from a, from a trolley mark standpoint... Uh, Shotzi comes out and she's like, the fourth member of our team is Daniel Bryan. Get <laughs> 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 Daniel coming down with his fucking buzz cut like he did for freaking SummerSlam again. For some reason, I really enjoy that moment. And I wish I could replicate it all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely EO. I can't see Casey Catanzaro in a cage. God, no. no. Too tiny. They She'd get thrown over the cage by like Raquel Gonzalez like never to be seen again like I don't think anybody from UK would come over like Piper I don't think Piper would be really good in war games I don't think it would be Piper Uh, who's the UK women's champion Kaylee Ray Kaylee Ray what if she She came over last year what if Kaylee Ray came over again and get and gets knocked out by a freaking flying trash can again. Like last year. I mean, I mean, was, I mean, because Tony Storm just came to the UK. Was she? I mean, she has a long-standing feud with Tony Storm, right? 
And Kaylee Ray's mm-hmm. the longest like reigning champion in all of WWE. Yeah. Who would have thought? It goes like Kaylee Ray and then Walter. Well, it, does, it doesn't help that the the pro, their promotion was shut down for a few months. Yeah, it, I mean, it does help them, but it doesn't help them. But they're going strong. They're, mm-hmm. NXT UK is very good. Yes. Very, very good stuff. I mean, I could see Kaylee Ray. I just don't see... Kaylee Ray is also heel, so I couldn't see That's Kaylee Ray That's why I'm saying I don't face. think it would be Kaylee. It's got to be EO. So on the chance that it is EO, I think it is going to be Team Shotzi. Oh, Deadass. It has to be Team Shotzi. They get the win. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Candace wins. I, uh, uh, although, unless EO's, EO's in there. If EO's in there. You, gotta, you think EO turns? No, no, no. no. You, you got to build a program moving forward. That's right. War Games isn't elimination. It's one, it's one pinfall to a finish. Correct. So what if Tony Storm ends up pinning EO for the win? Ooh. There's your program. There's your program moving forward. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Team uh, Candice because, I mean, do you have Babyface Team and Babyface Team win, or do you, do you split it? Babyface and heel team. Babyface wins one, heel wins the other. It all depends. It probably depends how you would book it. That's how I would hmm. book it. I would have Tony Storm pin EO, and you have a program moving forward due to shenanigans, even. Yeah. You can also, the other person we didn't talk about potentially that could come back as a baby face because um, they, they they didn't have anything to do for her up in her call-up. You can bring Mercedes in there. Yeah, she's no longer uh, ex Oh, yeah, that's right. Or whatever the she's fuck not she in is. retribution anymore. She's not in retribution. And the last time she was in a cage with Rhea Ripley, that was a crazy match. Mm-hmm. I would love that. That was absolutely fantastic. Let's move on. Before we get into the men's war game and the uh, the undisputed match, we got two other matches on the card. Um, Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes again <sighs> in a strap match, which is probably Will's favorite match on this card. Dude, I, I like this feud. I love Cameron Grimes. Dexter Loomis is just phenomenal. But if there's one thing I don't want to see ever again, ever in the history of wrestling, it's a fucking strap match. Well, you're getting it. I I know, and I am not looking forward to it. So uh, skip uh, Dexter Loomis, because they're really high <laughs> yeah. on him. They really like Dexter Loomis. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he is great. I love what they did with his promo when they used the video screens to do those drawings. Mm-hmm. That was fucking dope. I did, I did enjoy that. Um, yeah, it's got to be Dexter. I also like this... I, I, as much as I hate Cameron Grimes, I think he's just a waste of space. He does play the scared asshole really good. He he's such a dumbass. He plays his role so well. Yeah. yeah. It's like him and Liv Morgan should never have kids. Those kids wouldn't know how to walk. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be too dumb to walk. Oh, my God. Blue tongues and top hats everywhere. God, if we didn't name the episode before, <laughs> just before we started Blue recording, blue tongues and top hats. Blue tongues and top hats would have been great. Uh, uh, secret show title. We'll, we'll put it as a subtitle. War ready. <laughs> blue tongues and top hats. <laughs> but also, we have a very exciting match. Uh, the North American title scene. Uh, Kate Murphy with Leon Ruff, the newly engaged Leon Ruff. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, he he finally proposed to his uh, referee wife, a referee fiance. Thank you. Aja Pereira. Good. So they just got engaged. You have Leon Ruff, a North American champion. I should say, still the North American champion, uh, versus Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest. In what's going to be a sleeper great match because one, Johnny Gargano's in it. Two, Damian Priest is in it. And Damian Priest is a freak of nature. He does really well on takeovers. And Leon Ruff's a relative unknown. But I know what Leon Ruff can do. Actually, we know what Leon Ruff can do because we saw him at nauseam and he mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be fantastic. Him on the KO show was brilliant. The KO show in general that was ha- brilliant. <laughs> Slow Three, start. Two, one. Slow, oh, one. I was a little off, but here he comes. He's like, <laughs> like, Leon, let, me, let me tell you how this shit goes down. All right? Like, it was it was a good, like, KO. KO was just a dick the whole show. Oh yeah, and it was very weird because like he's a face on TV, but he was kind of just being a dick, but still a face on NXT. I like that he was in a t-shirt and a tie. Um, I love when he does oh, yeah. shit like that. I, I'm still not a fan of Leon Ruff having his belt because I still think I still think they are treating the belt kind of like a joke, but they aren't doing a terrible job with it. Like, they are trying to make Leon Ruff credibility. He's standing up for himself. He's playing his role really well, where he wants to prove mm-hmm. himself. It de- it depends. I think he's walking out with the belt. It just... Leon Ruff? Yeah. I think so, too. For me mm-hmm. to go over well, it depends what the finish is. You're, Ricky, you're right. This match is going to be phenomenal. Um, all three guys know how to work, and it's Johnny Takeover. It's what it comes down to for me is the finish and how Leon Ruff keeps this belt. If it's silly comedy, I'm gonna fucking hate it. If it's even this like um, Leon Ruff kind of steals the pin, fine, that's fine. But if he like falls over someone, trips over his feet, and gets the pinfall, I'm gonna be fucking livid. Oh, like just some something like he slips on a banana peel. Yeah, like something <laughs> something silly. I don't want my titles seem to be silly in NXT. Yeah, no, he this is the this this is his make or break match. Like this is it's pretty wild. He won it two weeks ago, and now he's getting a takeover match. What a career like, trajectory. Holy like yeah, like holy shit. It just shows you how fucking good AR Fox is with his trainees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Leo Rush like, is just if like, they didn't sign Leo Rush yeah. is just like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's 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 just so wild. I mean, if WWE didn't already have a pothead character, AR Fox would have been the guy. You should Yo, still, you should still be the guy. Can we sidebar for like a quick second? What was Matt Riddle on? On Raw? Oh no, we're going to talk about that. And by the way, he is so fucking annoying now. Like, I I'm hate. Over, I'm over being. I'm over him being a giant pothead. Like I get it. I'm done. Yeah, they're 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 forcing it. It's forced and it's it's bad. Yeah. Sean Penn did it better 30 years ago. Yeah, he's the classic pothead. No one yeah. will do it better than Sean Penn. Except yeah. maybe me. No. Nah, 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 sorry. Sean Penn. I'm just a natural. Top, top of the class. I don't know, man. That guy from Days and Confused, the long hair, the backwards hat, he's talking about aliens. 
Oh, he's my favorite character in Dazed and Confused. Yeah, he's the best character in Dazed and Confused, first of all. Uh, I mean, he's this this stoner. That's like that's the stoner for me. Yeah, mine is Sean. Tom. I don't know. I also Sean just love Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Ah, uh, okay, that's the difference. That's that's that. Those are two high school movies. Is a Dazed and Confused or Fast Times? We clearly know yeah, where it's we fast times. we clearly know where we stand. I will give Fast Times because it has the the red bathing suit scene. I'll give him that. Oh yeah. Uh, I like Dazed and Confused better. Days, I like Dazed and Confused better as well. Fast Times also has it's not OJ. Who do they have as the football player? That goes nuts. Anyway, it's somebody famous, but we're totally a different, totally a different topic for a totally different time. What matters is Leon Ruff needs to go over. I feel like he's going to pull out some wild shit like I've seen him do before. And hopefully one of these days I'm hoping that A.R. Fox gets signed somewhere. And stop training people that take his spot in wrestling. But who knows? Kate, who do you have for this? Is it Ruff Ruff for you? Ruff Ruff, yeah. I'm surprised we haven't started calling him Ruff Ruff in NXT. Well, 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 let's keep the tradition going. It's the holidays. We can keep some traditions. Rough, rough. If there was an actual rough, live rough. crowd, possibly. Rough, rough, clap, clap, rough, rough, clap, clap. It, it would go over so hard. Yeah, so just like Shoes Off for Gibson. By the way, that was amazing. The grizzled young veteran showing up out so of hard. nowhere. Man's texting me saying, I wish I had shoes on so I could take my shoes off. Take them off. <laughs> shoes off for Gibson. <laughs> but same though. Oh, man. Oh, grizzled young vets. Anywho, let's move on. Uh, we have strap match. We did the NXT North American title scene, which really, really hope Leon Ruff pulls off with it. And of course, what's going to be the main event because War Games is the undisputed uh, NXT is Undisputed's NXT TakeOver, pretty much. Uh, you have the Undisputed Era versus, I guess they're called the Kings of NXT? What? McAfee, Lorcan, Birch, and, and Peter. Peter Dunn. McAfee is no royalty. Nuh-uh. Yeah, he's a punter. And punters shouldn't deserve royalty, however. Prince punter. He's a really athletic punter, though. That's the thing. That's the fucking crazy thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I see Pat McAfee, I just go, I really hope, I fucking hope that all punters aren't as talented as you are. that <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised. A lot of punters were actually really good athletes. It's so bizarre like, to look me. Look at Marquette King. It's like, but why are you a well, punter? No, it's because other people are just better. <laughs> it's so all scary. about being able to specialize. Yeah. When you get when you get that high up in any sport, it's all about specialization. Yeah, what, you like you can do a lot of things really well, but what can you do really well? Yeah, and if you're Bo Jackson, that, that, the answer is literally everything. Like everything. <laughs> <laughs> Every or like Deion Sanders again, also everything. That was a better example. Dion was a better example than Bo. That's what I was thinking of, but Bo Jackson came out of my mouth. Yeah, Dion played a Dion played an NFL playoff game in a World Series game in 24 hours. That would ne- that's never gonna happen. That that's never gonna happen again. Yeah, ever. That's, it's a, it's a, that's so absurd. Absolutely absurd. But anywho, so this, oh, I'm very excited for this. Uh, I don't know what Pat McAfee's gonna do. I'm picturing Pat McAfee does some sort of random crazy dive off of the top of the cage. Probably. Like that's what I'm thinking. I want Adam Cole to tombstone him onto steel steps <laughs> from the top of the cage. 
Book it. Like, the steel <laughs> steps through in the middle of the ring. He's on top of the cage and fucking tombstones him. That, <laughs> just would, takes him out. that would be so dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really hard for me to even talk about this. Not even talk about it, but it's hard for me to even try to predict what's going on because this is so absolutely batshit unpredictable like every war games we've seen in nxt you can't predict it because there's so many moving parts there's so much unpredictability you don't know who's going to use what what weapons are going to come out like there's no way to predict any of these spots is the bar set too high can we get better than last year's war games Mm. i'm not saying this the match itself i'm saying the story behind it the pop of ko the brutality and the finish, all that put together, can that be beat? Maybe. When you think about the spots, the only crazy spots besides like Keith Lee jumping over two men at the same time as they're running to as they're running towards him, which is wild in and of itself. <laughs> they only use, they only use tables mm-hmm. in that war games match last year. Yeah, but they used a crap ton of remember them. Remember like Kyle O'Reilly like almost killed himself? Which time? The 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 the, the, the finish when like, he landed on KO, I think. Oh no, KO KO frog splashed them. Yeah, but one of them like the table. one of them I think it was Fisher O'Reilly had a had a hard time getting up from one of those yeah, finishing KO spots. KO got frog splashed too. KO frog splashed O'Reilly through a table because Dijakovic was holding him. Yeah. Uh Keith Keith spirit bomb Kyle O'Reilly. I no keep spirit bomb. Fist, I think it was fist. Yeah, keep spirit bomb fist through the table off the second row, and he just laid down in the Roderick... corner like, oh, tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot what happened to Roddy. Something happened to Roddy, and then we all know what happened to Adam Cole. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, with uh, with the one of the greatest Mauro Ronaldo lines ever. Him just screaming, Jesus, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know if the bar is set too high for this. I just can't predict it. Like, I think the only weapon we really haven't seen, I don't think anybody's used a ladder in the war games yet. So this year? A ladder would be an interesting spot. Like, how would they use that? I think maybe they're going to use a ladder in the women's war games match because Shaws is in a ladder match tomorrow. Oh yeah, for the uh, for the advantage, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder wonder what heel team's going to win that one. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this is going to be interesting because you have Dakota Kai in her first official war games because last year she kind of didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. which is kind of interesting there's there's a lot for these war games to do with unpredictability especially in the women's because there's not a lot of return characters in the men's there's a lot there's what five out of the eight have been in war games before you have all of undisputed and pete dunn was in one Mm -hmm. yeah and the re- I mean, you have to be excited, Will, for Oni Larkin. I am. I was just thinking that, like, he's going to be a wild card in this match to do some wild shit because his old days in uh, XWA or whatever was in the Northeast scene, he's known for his brutality. Did you see his tweet today? Yeah. He was saying that no, he... No, what did he say? Saying some shit about how he's going to get arrested for how fucking brutal he's going to be on NXT. <laughs> and now he's easy. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, that's exactly what we need. That is exactly what he we need. He's the most chaotic person in WWE, and I'm here for it. Yeah, I would say consistently chaotic, yeah. Birch is going to be in one, which I'm, I mean, I I like Birch. He's more on the technical side, so I'm interested mm-hmm. to see how he is in, like, a hardcore match. Yeah. And we all know what Pete Dunne can do. Oh, yeah. It's going to be. Me. It's going to be great. All right, <laughs> yeah. so uh, what's what's the order? Does Pat McAfee come out last? For- Ooh, I mean, they had the advantage. So who, the question is, who starts first for them? I think Pete starts first. I think Danny Burch starts first. Really? The, 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 the technical. Because you, okay, you, you got you to start. Those first two guys, you can't go to crazy. Have to go for a long time. Right? Mm-hmm. And you can't do crazy shit right away. You got to have that traditional style first. So like a him versus a Roddy would be a very good start. I think Roddy started started last year too. Probably that's that sounds right, so that's what I would yeah. do because like with these matches it's gonna be long, it's gonna be brutal. Oh yeah. So you gotta start off with normal. Slow. Slow. Yeah, exactly. you gotta start off slow. So you got Danny Birch, and you also the guy who wants to prove himself because it's not his style. So fucking send him out there. I don't know. I'm not a writer. <laughs> uh, that's what I would do. Yeah, because you think about it, the first the first when it's just one on one is five minutes. Yeah. So you got to have somebody who can make things look interesting for five minutes, but every other interval after that is three minutes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in between, you're talking like, it's almost like a half hour before the match actually starts. Yeah. The only thing they're missing build, is a roof of weapons. It's worth it. We, we, we did a roof of weapons once. That didn't end up well. Remember the uh, insane <laughs> asylum match? Yeah, there yeah. Was, well, that's because they had a fucking plant hanging from the roof. Listen. Listen, that plan had a family. Go fuck yourself. Look, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to sit through that match. I was there. Okay? Oh, that's right. I'm I was sorry. There. They even had like a they even had like a like a two by four with barbed wire that they didn't even use. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that saved that pay per view was the yeah the, the IC uh, match, the fatal four way IC match, yep. and the return of Seth Rollins. Yep. Plus, AJ and Roman was actually really, really fucking good too. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But yeah, uh, yeah, I would say Pat McAfee has to come out last, and then well, yeah, Pat McAfee comes out last. Adam Cole's the last person for undisputed, and I think undisputed ties it up. I do you as think? well. Yeah, I think undisputed gets gets their second win in War Games. They don't need it like at all, but no. that's what my gut's but telling me. It. When do y'all yeah. think they're going to Raw or SmackDown, though? I don't know if they ever will. I was say, yeah, they probably aren't. Be, I don't know if they want to be split up. That's true. Because I don't think they're letting that faction continue. Oh, yeah, they a, would break up. Which right I think there. is a mistake. I think it's an absolute mistake. Because them together are so strong, but I think they're scared, which is stupid, but I think they might be scared of how strong they could be. Like, these guys can carry a show. Mm-hmm. Especially Adam Cole. I, Adam and Cole Adam, deserves to be the main event of WrestleMania. Adam Cole's your golden goose, and I, I think they're going to play on Adam Cole, but I don't think they... I don't know if Cole wants to go without them. Yeah. 
so it all kind of stems on Cole. And then also, if you do, if you send Cole up and you leave them back, what the hell do you do with the rest of them? Kyle's coming into his own. Roddy has a list, but he's like cool, <laughs> you know. And and Fish is kind of there. Fish. Like Fish is Fish is along for the ride. I love Fish, but he would fade into he would get sent to catering. He he'd be fading into obscurity so quickly. He does have a great mustache, though. I will give you that. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, but yeah, it's either they all go or Adam Cole's going. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love to see them. They, to be honest with you, and I, I might have said this before, they're perfect for SmackDown. They are. They are perfect for SmackDown because they can promo the crap out of them. You can use them on cross promotional stuff. Like they would be Fox darlings. Mm-hmm. Absolute media darlings for Fox. And hit SmackDown. Now that's undisputed, baby. Like I can <laughs> see it right now. I can see it right now. You have all the Fox sports announcers saying baby. Oh god. <laughs> Absolutely perfect, but who knows? But I think Undisputed wins it. Same. Hands down, bar none. And I think, I think, uh, this this takeover card is going to be at least nine crowns. I'm very high on war games. Always have been. Eight and a half. Okay. Nine for me. Nine. I mean, if if... If War Games does tank, no pun intended, um, you still have Tribute to the Troops, which is the same night. <laughs> I don't know who destroyed that booking decision, <laughs> but it is either Tribute to the Troops or War Games. Choose wisely, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe they felt that they they went to get the troops, war... They're related. They're starting at the same time. Are th- oh, I thought I thought it was on before War Games. No, I don't believe so. I assumed it was on at like six o'clock. Even then, like no offense to anybody, I just don't watch Tribute to the Troops. I have never watched Tribute to the Troops. Like I get a yay ha pop and circumstance yay America, um, and like nothing against that and everything, but it's like okay. It feels to me like it's some random USO show. It is. You know, which is great. Yes, boost morale um, for everybody. Yes, bring yes, America, America. Like just, it's very Team America to me. I don't know. I just rather watch war games. It's like, hey, celebrate freedom, or let's watch people kill each other in a giant double cage. Especially after nothing in twenty twenty, I feel like a lot of people aren't going to be prone to wanting to watch pro-America. It's been a rough year for America. <laughs> the WWE <laughs> yeah. can't fix that. But we can sure as hell try. <laughs> and the only one way to fix it is to have Shotzi and her entire team come out of a giant tank. Oh, I love her. But have it be the Rusev tank? Like they still have it saved. They definitely have it. Is this going to be in the same building they're doing it now? Because how are they going to fit two rings in there? 
I think there's a lot of space, like by where the announcers are in that back. Because remember, they, they had push the giant it back. stage. Yeah. Yeah. I think they just open it up. I had that same thought too. Like, how the fuck are they gonna do this? And that's the idea: is don't do the screens. I think there's enough room where you can still do the screens, mm. but we'll find out. Maybe we'll find less out screens. Yeah, we'll find out. I have no idea what they're doing, but we'll find out Sunday. Uh, anywho, before we get the break, let's move over to their competitor in AEW, which I haven't, which I'll be honest, I haven't actually watched in, in, a, in a considerably long time. Same. Which is same because I saw the last pay-per-view, but I know they've been signing people left and right, like out of like, like they have a massive roster to be shown on AEW Dark every week. <laughs> <laughs> but... Who do they sign now? I know they finally signed Matt Seidel after that great performance in his debut. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Good for him. They have been signing a good amount of women uh, because something's got to help. You can't defend the NWA title every week. <laughs> um, especially since it's part of another promotion. <sighs> um, um, but you no, know, uh, Hikaru Shida did beginnings of time. But I believe we get it, we're getting Mox and Omega like next week. This week, it's this week. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, there's something Wednesday. called winter. Winter is coming is apparently a thing. And I didn't they're, know they're yeah. really towing the line with that one. Okay, so like, I haven't watched AEW in two weeks, so I didn't know winter is coming was a thing until I was ma- I was getting one of the YLP posts ready for twitter yeah. and i was reading his description and then he's like the go home show for winter is coming and i'm like what <laughs> so then i google it and i just see all these aew graphics that look like the movie frozen oh my god yeah goodness gracious aew like i get being mark in Paddington to the marks but what are we gonna what are we gonna put on a suit and tie from time to time a-dubs. Yeah, I have been. Oh, well, I, I will say I haven't been following mm, AEW right. as closely. I watch it every week, but it's mostly background noise when I play video games. I, have, I haven't really been paying attention. Uh, the main thing going on is Moxie vs Omega, um, <clears throat> which, which it might run overtime for. And probably uh, Cody is being yelled at by <laughs> uh, apparently Shaq. I don't know where Shaq is. I thought he was coming. Um, but he Can I pull was, up my Shaq impression now? He, he was yelling and being yelled at by someone I don't remember. The Young Bucks were doing stuff. Top Flight's a thing. Uh, <laughs> and main events have mostly been um, Kenny... Uh, not Kenny. Uh, uh, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade versus uh, Pac and Penta and... Phoenix, those Ray Phoenix, those trios yeah. going after each other. So, so the Death Triangle's back, going up against Ken. Uh, I'm gonna keep calling him Kenny, Eddie Kingston. I'm I'm very happy that the angry Keebler Elf finally made his way back. I've missed him. Park. I've missed him terribly. Yeah, he 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 deserves his his spotlight. He he deserves to find a way to get all of his anger out from being underutilized and put in a cape. <laughs> I'm line. trying to remember what what, Ed, what who Cody was yelling at this week. I can't remember. <laughs> I, every Cody week, was, every week he's either he, yelling or being yelled at. <laughs> what we got, Freckles? Oh man, Freckles is nothing. I was going to ask if he was yelling or getting yelled at. 
<laughs> I don't no remember. It was probably both. <laughs> I, I will say this. I might tune in to Winter is Coming because I, I want to see what the Kenny Omega shitty entrance is going to be. If they do not replace the broomsticks with, like, snow shovels, oh then my it is a goodness. missed opportunity. Oh, okay. no. I want would... Kenny the snowman, or I want Kenny, like... Kenny the Shoveler. Kenny the Snowman. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason he. There's a reason he didn't join WWE because someone in Korea would have been like, "No, God, no, absolutely not." Oh, yeah, or they would have, or they would have made him the janitor. Will Hobbs is now <laughs> Powerhouse Hobbs, who joined Team Taz. He turned heel, which is pretty good. Oh, that's who Cody. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. who Cody is yelling at. Cody was yelling at Taz. That's what it was. Now <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Well, All right, so well, Co- didn't didn't Taz rip him a new one on a promo? He did, and and Taz, Cody was just like, "Yeah, if if uh, if Team Taz was so great, why is your son training with me?" Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and uh, Taz, Taz got fucking angry. So that's what happened. Taz and Cody were yelling at each other. Because <laughs> Powerhouse why is Hobbs it like every turned other on week, Cody. Why is it like every other week a Rhodes family member is yelling at somebody? Dude, it's just Cody. We had like the... No, you had Brandy the other oh, week. Oh, yeah, like Brandy. the Real Housewives it's of either, AEW. It's either Cody's yelling at a talent, a talent's yelling at Cody, or Cody's yelling at the audience. It's one of those three. That's all you get from <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Cody's really got this managerial thing down back now, doesn't he? Like, I think that uh, because uh, Taz came out and was just like, why, bro, 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 why is the FTW championship not a big championship? And Cody's just like, Taz? He's like, I want to talk to someone from management. And Cody's like, Taz, I'm from management. I am. I'll run it up, I'll run it up the ladder. And Taz just goes, bro, bro, you joke, you joke. <laughs> Oh my god! It's just See, it's fucking I, ridiculous. I don't have to watch AEW if Will's just gonna act it out for me every week. Seriously, your renditions <laughs> of AEW, we're gonna have to give you a segment. It would be like Will recreates AEW this week. <laughs> we'll give you sock puppets and everything. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh my god! You should get all the fucking Firefly Funhouse puppets and act it out with them. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be great. You have Vince McMahon as Cody Rhodes. <laughs> With the devil horns. That's good shit. <laughs> that's good shit. Oh man, that's that's what's going to make us big on YouTube. We're going to just do an AEW recap with, with puppets. Hey, if Hot and Puppet House can week. do it, we can do it. That's that's what's going to get us completely over. But if if not, and we completely tank, there's still war games this week uh, going on on Sunday, uh, December 6th, right before uh, December 7th, 1941. Mm-hmm. Anywho, while you <laughs> contemplate what that means for all of you young folks over there, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how WWE is kind of doing TLC, but kind of also talking about the Royal Rumble. Um, we have Styles getting a getting a chance again uh which is not a bad thing and uh somebody forgot to wear their mask in the ring we'll be right back
My name is the Monday Night Delight, and my life has been pretty crazy. You see, I've been a wrestling fan since I was 10, and when I was 29, I started a wrestling show with my friend Mitchell called The Gift Podcast. You may have heard of it. It was great, but Mitchell met a girl that he thought was even greater, so he left the show when they got married, and I still love him. Anyway, I did the show by myself for a while, but that got hard, so I joined up with Rant with Ant and went to WrestleMania, where I met the Kings of the Rings, and that was awesome. Eventually, though, Rant with Ant went away, but Ant left us with WrestleMania Radio. Hooray! But then things got crazy in my life, and I decided to stop doing The Gift Podcast. For four months, I didn't do a show except when Goldberg won the Universal title from The Fiend. I mean, what was that all about? I was so mad and I had no outlet. It drove me crazy and I had to start a new show. The Delight Show. Every Wednesday, we talk about all elite wrestling, TNA, Impact Wrestling, pop culture, and if we really, really have to, the WWE. It's a fun time and I'd love for you to join me every Wednesday on The Delight Show on WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Bye! What's up, guys? This is Mance Chapel, the Monday Night Delight, and you're listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast only on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 224, War Ready. We just went over war games and what we think about that show uh, and how that show's going to turn out. It's going to happen this Sunday. Uh, but we're going to now switch it over to everything going on in the rest of the week in wrestling, especially WWE, with Raw and SmackDown. Kind of kind of in like a combined little segment here and not split it up because it's right after Survivor Series. December's here. TLC is a thing, kind of. And, you know, everything's kind of just molding into one big show at this moment before we do any of that i do want to let you guys know about our holiday sale that is going on for the entire month of december pretty much for the rest of the year uh so use the code war 15 over or war is over so war 15 over one word and you get 15 percent off your entire purchase just like our patreon members have been getting since our inception of Patreon and our Teespring store. Uh, so shout out to our Patreon members, uh, Kavita, Jermaine, uh, Mr. Fretz, uh, ironically enough, who's also our colleague at the moment. Uh, the Vaz family. I've not heard from the Vaz family in a while, and I kind of miss them. Uh, and anybody else that I missed on our Patreon, because we do have a fair amount of them. Charles. Oh, yeah, Slack's Black. a Patreon member. Surprise, rise. I, I, I always forget. And Wade. Shout out to Wade and all of our Patreon members. Uh, so you can be just like them for the time being. 15% off all of your purchase on our Teespring store. The link is in the description of this show. So with that being said, let's talk a little bit more wrestling. Uh, so you pretty much have your two main events of TLC being set up. All in the same week. You have KO versus Roman, uh, which is, I think, going to be absolutely fantastic. And then you have Styles, who won the triple threat, thank the Lord, um, versus Drew McIntyre. And they teased the, they teased the uh, Money in the Bank cash that didn't happen. They teased a lot on Raw as well. But let's let's first go to KO and, and Roman, uh, Mix Murphy. So, Kale did, did a lot this week, uh, but I think, in general, KO is probably the perfect foil to the Roman character at this moment. I, I think so. Um, I don't think is going to win by any means, but... Not a chance. But I... But it's going to be a really good match. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Ricky. KO is a really good foil for him right now, because, you know... He played that kind of like fuck the authority heel. He was kind of just like I'm just an asshole to everybody, and the, yeah. the same thing kind of works for like the fuck the authority, fuck your family kind of babyface, where you can just be cut crazy promos, 
Never shut the fuck up in the ring and be physical. So I'm excited. Is it an actual, is it a TLC match? They haven't said it yet, but it actually isn't even a real match yet, but the setup's there. Gotcha. The, the setup's there. He took out Jay. He beat the crap out of him with a steel chair. And that's how that's how it ended. And he like screamed into the TV. Um, and apparently Jay might actually be a little bit injured from that as well. And and also on Talking Smack, him and KO sold KO and Paul Heyman, not Jay. KO and Paul Heyman uh, had a promo off. Oh my god! And I really? Heard it was fantastic. Of course it was. Absolutely. So I'm very. I'm very. I'm. What? When Very is much TLC? About this. Two weeks. Two what? Weeks? It's not the week of. It's yeah. It's like two or three weeks. It's a quick turnaround. I mean, so, you you have to get this over with before Rumble. It's it is essentially Rumble season. If you watched Raw, all they did was show Drew McIntyre highlights, and they yeah. started out with the Rumble. And I was like, why are they doing this? It's like, oh, because we have to get you excited for the Rumble somehow. Which we don't even know if it's even going to be in the Thunderdome, which is moving to Tampa by like a week a week or so from now. Because from what I've heard is that they don't know if they want to do some sort of live audience place or a place where they have some sort of limited capacity audience like uh, Texas. Or if we're going to do the Thunderdome again. It's as of as of our recording right now, it's up in the air. Uh, they're going to Tampa. They're going to Trop. I know we're going to Tampa, but we don't know if WWE hasn't officially said if the Rumble is going to be at the trial. Oh, no. I think Rumble, they want some sort of live audience. And Mania, they want a big audience. Not They they know they're not going to get full capacity, but I think they want like, yeah. like 10,000 people for Mania. God. You're going to be in some random football stadium in the South somewhere. It's yikes! not going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. I just don't think it's possible. Remember remember when this first started, we were excited for SummerSlam? Because it's going to be the big comeback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joke's on us, I guess. Like, fuck us. But I... I, I would have I already booked my Mania stuff by now. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 troubling. It's it's troubling. They're gonna want to have at least some kind of live audience. Something's gonna be possible, but it's not gonna be nearly what they want. It's not gonna be nearly what we want. But it's gonna happen. And it's gonna be better than last year. So I'm so excited for it. Um, yeah, the speculation is starting, especially with the Miz. And you know who Miz works the best with. And you know who we've always wanted to have a match at Mania with. And you know who's rumored to be having a title match at Royal Rumble with? Hmm. No, who? Tell us. So you got you, so this, this is this is the buzz I've been hearing. Dan, okay. Daniel Bryan is is was mm. you know feuding with Jay, right? And oh, you're getting Daniel Roman at Rumble. We I've think we we'll get Daniel mm-hmm. Ro- Daniel Roman at Rumble, right? Because the, the dream match is Rock Roman. Right, that's so you don't need a title for it. You so you don't gotta take it off. You of don't Roman. need a title for that, and you can tie in Roman losing to the story with Rock, so it doesn't hurt him. Debray wins and gets cashed in on immediately, and Miz runs into Mania with the title with Daniel like Bryan as a challenger. Beautiful, love it. I enjoy it. Right, and then whoever, 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 whoever wins, problem. go ahead. 
Here's the problem. Miz is on Raw. Doesn't matter. Yeah, can he cash in whoever he can cash in whoever the fuck he wants? Theoretically, yes. But the whole thing is they've been teasing Miz cashing in on Drew. Yeah. That's the tease. That's the swerve. It's the swerve, bro. It's, it's gonna be hard because I don't think they've ever had someone cross over to another show during the brand extension. Yeah, you're no, Ricky. You're totally do. right. It makes too much sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. But then, because then that leaves whoever wins the rumble to face Drew or whoever has the belt at that point. Because I think your favorites to win the rumble right now is probably Brock or Edge. Edge would be great. Randy would have to win again. Mm-hmm. Um, Edge would be an awesome one. Brock again. I can't wait till... <laughs> what's the, what's we think we're getting Rock and Roman? He could Rock and Roman. Bro. <laughs> Mania <Stop>. again. <laughs> Fucking stop it. So Paul Heyman on a pole match. <laughs> uh, dude, it's a Paul Heyman on a... Uh... What's the the lifty thing that the, they had with the Kane and Dana? The forklift. The forklift. Paul Paul Heyman on a forklift match. He's too fat for a pole. <laughs> Paul Heyman on a shark tank. Yeah, shark cage. <laughs> the ring. Shark cage. Shark ring. Yeah, shark cage. Sorry. Yeah, Paul Heyman in the shark cage above the ring. That's your media main event. Oh man, yeah. You, the rumor was Brock, but everybody was doing a typo. It was like, oh, we meant Brock. Sorry. <laughs> Brock. Oh, the, it's it's oh, it's actually the Brock. Brock. <laughs> yeah, the Brock. The B. The B. Silent. Uh, the common mistake. It's the Brock. <laughs> the Brock. <laughs> oh man, I mean, they they did tease a Miz cash and they teased Sheamus turning heel on Drew, which would have made. Perfect sense. That's a good rumble match. I want that a lot. Yeah. I mean, but right now we have AJ Styles winning the number one contendership versus Drew, which I want that as well. Mm-hmm. I hope of I hope if anything that's a TLC match, because I can see I can also see it being TLC, Sheamus interfering, screwing over um screwing over Drew, and then at some point Miz cashing in at a TLC match. Ooh. You can have... All right, here's what you can do. Real quick on top of my head. Miz cashes in midway through the TLC, climbs the ladder, takes the title. Easiest cash in of all time. Crazy heat. I don't think they'll do it. If I were them, I would. You've never, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's like the most, one of the most unique cashings ever. It is. No one's cashed in in a ladder, in a ladder match before. And to have someone, have two incapacitated people on the floor, Miz cashes in and just climbs the ladder, because therefore you eliminate Miz trying to beat Drew McIntyre, like, clean and up front. Because when you look at it, there should be no way that Miz should beat Drew. Drew should overpower the Miz. So how do you get around that? You have him fucking climb a ladder and literally steal the title and run away. <laughs> That's true. It's a genius cash-in moment. I just remembered I have to catch up on Miz and Mrs. Oh, it's great, greatest television show of all time. <sighs> greatest reality TV show of all time. Next to Cheaters. Drag Race. 
cheaters. Start it. Just start it. <laughs> really? You should start. No, you did start Clone Wars. I did. Oh, I... you have to start Agents of Shield. That's what it is. Start Agents of Shield and come back and talk to me. Fine. All right, then. Moving along. Other things that happen in the world of wrestling. Um, Mia Yim apparently has a doppelganger. Does she? That wasn't on Hulu Raw Tuesday. And it looks a lot like Reckoning. So what? what happened was... Oh, it wasn't on Hulu Raw, so here's what happened. No. Uh, Dana Brooke came out, slapped Mustafa Ali um, for what Reckoning did to her, which kind of made no sense. Um, but Dana Brooke, gets a, um, Dana Brooke gets a match with Reckoning, who doesn't even get an entrance. It's Reckoning's debut match on Raw. Doesn't even get an entrance. And the first, the first moments of the match, Dana Brooke is punching Reckoning in the corner, and Reckoning's mask falls completely off oh like the Hannibal Lecter mouthpiece and so I made the joke I was like hmm reckoning looks a lot like Mia Yim and what do they do about it nothing like Like, was the mask supposed to come off I don't know they just they wrestled and they just called her reckoning I was really hoping like (laughs) I was really hoping like someone like Samoa Joe was like huh reckoning looks very familiar to me what do you think what do you think Tom (laughs) How about you, Byron? Have you seen Reckoning before? But we didn't go that angle. Uh, she ends up losing to Dana in a weird, wacky roll-up way. And then Mustafa... Yeah, yes, it happened. And then Mustafa Lee, like, pretty much accosts her in the, middle of the, in the middle of the ring, being like, you can't lose, or something like that. Just yells at her. So I think maybe Reckoning's on her way out? Slapjack won a match, though. I will tell you that. Who fucking cares? <laughs> Slapjack won a match. So that was a good thing. So who knows what to do in the retribution? It's ah, uh, it was such an interesting concept that they floundered very, very quickly. Be it as it may, Lana's still on TV and she hasn't gone through a table in two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Although I will say she is getting there in the ring she has improved a lot she has improved and a lot of people forget which uh which somebody quickly reminded of trish stratus took forever to be a halfway decent wrestler that's like a true. very very halfway decent wrestler and then she became really really fucking good so sometimes you just have to give it time there's obviously a big deal with lana they gave her they gave her, what did they give her? It was a Chronicle on on stuff. I mean, they gave Liv Morgan a a special. It's not even a Chronicle. It's not even a 24. It's just a Liv Morgan special called, like, Live Forever. Ugh. And, Will, I know you watched the Liv Morgan special. So fucking bad. Wow. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was like... You uh, sound speechless. No, I am full of speech. I have so much speech. <laughs> Um, I was excited for it, to be honest. I was like, I gave it a chance. I was like, okay, let me, let, me, let me set the table here. Last night, me and Nash watched the first two episodes of season three of True Detective. Phenomenal television. And I come in at like 1.45 in the morning, ready to go to bed. I, th- yeah. I throw on a network, see what the new thing was, because every Monday something else comes out, and it's live forever. And I was like, yeah, all right, fuck it. I'll fall asleep to this. And after five minutes, I was ready to turn it off. 
because it was just like Liv Morgan telling her stories like she's a high school girl reading her diary. <laughs> As it's like Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. you can't even voice act. God, I want to. Ch- I want to try it now when we get off air. I'm curious to see how bad it is. She was just it's, like... I didn't think it was that bad. It's just, it's one of those <laughs> things when you actually, like, think about the story. It's like, here's how I came to WWE, because I got lucky, and now they don't know what to do with me, and I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Yeah. Well, her... Which, like, I get, it's, a, it's a great coming of age, her, but she doesn't um, come of age yet. Her story itself, how she got there, is fucking crazy. Like her, her home yeah. story, her childhood story, is crazy. But like hearing her talk, it's like, like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it was just like this. And like growing up, it was just like I had to like shut myself out in like my room because there was so much noise. Because like it was ruckus going. I was like, oh my god, it's like I can't listen to you talk. <laughs> oh, like, she's like, ugh, dumb. She's a dumb, 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 dumb. <laughs> I I, I see why you dropped out of high school because you're so fucking dumb. I mean, it made it seem like she... I don't know if she, like, wanted to drop out of high school. Or, like, I mean, it made it seem like, yeah, she did want to drop out of high school, but, like, why? Did she drop out to, like, work and, like, support her family? Or did she drop out? out, She dropped out, got her GED, and then started working at Hooters. And she's like, oh, I loved Hootie. It was just great networking. I was like, oh, yeah, networking. <laughs> I mean, when you went back, Hooters in its prime was actually pretty, pretty, uh, pretty lucrative. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judging her for working at Hooters. Yeah. Um, Enzo and Mori managed you... Hooters. Oh, that's how they met. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's it, it's so fitting that you, Kate, would know Enzo Amore's <laughs> previous job holdings. Oh my god, he's so proud of the fact that he worked at He has a Hooters tattoo, I'm pretty sure. He's talked about I, how, of like... Of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> no, deadass, he's talked about how, like, managing a Hooters, like, shaped who he is as a human. That explains a lot <laughs> about Enzo Amore. I love him. I'm, I never want to see an Enzo Amore doc because I just learned everything I need to know about him. Former star manager of a Hooters, <laughs> Enzo Amore. Yeah. Like, bigger than WWE and NXT superstar, former manager of Hooters, Enzo Amore. Tells his life story <laughs> about his about his consensual penis. Oh my god, that's... Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. Will, what's one of you lasting longer through? A Liv Mor- another Liv Morgan doc or an Enzo Amore documentary? Oh, Enzo. That would be so fucking hilarious. He can really <laughs> speak. Although I, I, he says how you do it half the time. I, I will say about Liv Morgan, because I want to poo-poo on her the whole time. I think she has a ton of potential as an actual character. She does. And one thing I did notice from her documentary is that she has the passion, she has the work ethic, and she's a fucking baby. She's a year older than I am. Um, yeah. And one thing I got from a documentary is that she's hungry. But it's like, I don't understand why you made this documentary lasting 18 months when the past 18 months she's had like six matches. Yeah. It's very weird that WWE exposes themselves 
to things that didn't work out well. Like the like her being the secret love interest of Lana. And then like they never talked about it again, but that was like a big moment in the documentary. Yeah. You know, they talk I feel like they talked about them more and they glossed over her time with the Riot Squad, which had a huge ton of potential. Yeah. And and it still does. But also the thing that I think you miss is that she has Paul Heyman on her side. Yes. Which honestly might have hurt her because Paul's not in charge anymore. Like Alistair, he was that on Alistair Black was on he was true. on Alistair Black's side. He was on Ricochet's side. Look at all these guys now. Yeah. I think the issue just with Paul Heyman, I think the issue with Paul Heyman is like Paul Heyman's great. Paul Heyman's like Paul Heyman's for the boys, but he's in management. And I think the management side of WWE hates that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Paul Heyman gets in, like, they never keep Paul Heyman around in managerial positions. But, like, don't get me wrong. Paul Heyman's probably top five most influential people in the history of wrestling. Especially, like, modern wrestling of the past 30 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, I feel like there's some people in WWE that just don't like that. And how much influence, I think they don't like how much influence he has over the locker room. But, like, have you seen who he's brought up? Like, you've seen the talent that he's worked with and cultivated. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he just can't handle money. (laughs) That's the only (laughs) issue. (laughs) He's just really poor at financial management. Other than that, he's great. So, but yeah, shout out to Liv. It It was an interesting documentary. So, to say the least. And the last thing I want to talk about, I am going to be, I do have some breaking news for you guys. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I am also going to have a documentary right after War Games. Uh, it's going to be a 24 uh, under my alter ego, Keith Lee. So, hope you guys look out for that. Well, I know you're going to be especially excited to see my video documentary. Oh, it's going to be great. And you can bask in my glory. I thought you the were about to time. like announce that you found out Johnny Bravo's assailant. No, <laughs> no, 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 That ship is sailed. No, that ship is sailed. I want to talk about my documentary coming out. <laughs> oh my God. Bask in my glory? It's going to be phenomenal. On top of all the other random crap that WWE is coming out with this, this, uh, this month, there's a whole ton of shit. As I was looking at it today. But I'm very excited for Keith Lee. I'm very excited to fear, to show what they reveal about him. Because if you think about it, we don't know much about Keith Lee. He's just a really athletic, giant, former football player of a man that looks a lot like me. Yeah, I know nothing about him. I know he likes like some nerdy things. Oh, oh my god, he's super nerdy. But like, that's it. He is super nerdy. Like, when we met him, he had an Eevee hat on. Yeah. Yeah, and he's dating Mia Yim, mm-hmm. which I cannot, I cannot wait till they have that kind of like meeting on like Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> you look really familiar. They should really play it up. But be that as it may, I think that's all the news we have fit in the boot this week. Yeah. So anything else we're missing? It, uh, it's literally just all about war games this week. Yeah, I don't think anything else happened. Yeah, match of the oh, week. King Elias of the electrocuted himself, and Jeff Hardy swantoned himself into the back of the steel steps. I freaked. As well. I freaked out. Oh my god, Jeff! Like, stop doing stuff. 
But it is what it is. Match of the week, King of the Night, Mr. Tarashock. Uh, ladder match from last week's NXT. Oh, that was that was that was a fantastic match. Yeah, and uh, your King of the Night. King of the Night goes to Taz for yelling at Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Mix Murphy. Um, my match of the week is also the ladder match from NXT. And my king of the night, um, Rhea Ripley, for joining Team Shotzi and being amazing. Even though it was in a video package, it was so good. <laughs> I think my match of the week is also that ladder match qualif that ladder match advantage qualifier. It's fucking great. Um, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly. Hell yes. Any day of the week. King of the Night goes to Kevin Owens. KO did double duty. And he was really funny. Like, he made that KO show segment so much more entertaining than what it should have been. Because if you remember that KO segment, it started out really bad. Like, it started out like he was stretching. And then he brought it back. And then William Regal with the icing on the cake. With the Teddy Long reference. Oh my god. Actually, I'm changing my King of the Night to William Regal for that. For the player? Player. player. <laughs> Walked away. He should have done a dance with it, too. Oh, my God. But, yeah. With that being said, War Games is Sunday. And if you don't, if you forget about War Games, there's also tribute to the troops. Because I know you'll enjoy watching that. But until then, folks, let's get out of here. We'll review War Games next week and hopefully it lives up to expectations and hopefully pat mcafee doesn't win anything ever again ladies and gentlemen this has been king of the rings podcast episode number 224 war ready we are ready for war games with our blue tongues and top hats i am king ricky rose popping out of bats with things across all social media outlets this is kings of the rings podcast find us at KOTR underscore podcast on facebook on twitter on at Instagram, like, share, subscribe, leave us some five star reviews, listen to us wherever you listen to all of your podcast uh, podcasting episodes, especially on WrestleAttic Radio. Subscribe to us by finding WrestleAttic Radio and follow WrestleAttic Radio on um, Twitter at Attic underscore Wrestle and Facebook and Instagram at WrestleAttic Radio. Check out some of our Teespring merchandise to get 15% off for the rest of the year. Sale, sale, sale. <laughs> <laughs> And check out our website at thebiggestpodcastsolution.com with Wrestle Attic Radio in it. All the links to that are in the description below. Will, are you mad, bro? Uh, <laughs> at the Liv Morgan doc. Oh, fuck that doc. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck that doc right in its asshole. Um, but other than that, no, dude, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. Stress the fuck out, but what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Fuck it. It's COVID. Um, find me everywhere and everywhere at T's and Thomas, R-A-S-H-U-K, yada, 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 K Murphy. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? I thought we were going to go a week without that, but whatever. <laughs> no. It's always next How week. How could we? It's always next week. And the week after that. And the week after that. Oh. And the week after that. You can find me across all social media platforms at the Kate Murphy. Beautiful Kate, beautiful, <laughs> absolutely. What beautiful. else am I gonna say? No. Oh. Check out my HBIC leggings, or I don't know what you wanna do. Someone buy a fucking fanny pack, please. Or someone buy a fucking fanny pack. <laughs> you know who will. <laughs> 
We'll, I'm we'll get so somebody proud of them. No, really, I'm very proud of the fanny packs. Yes, we'll, we'll, we're going to get you a little fanny pack brigade or a fanny pack crew or something. Well, since Retro Anthony Green is no longer fucking Anthony Green, I guess I will have to take responsibility as the fanny pack wearer of the wrestling community. Well, Kate, I never want to ever see you ever again without a fanny pack. Done. You need to have a fanny pack all the time, I, every time I see you. I currently own three. I want you to bring fanny packs to weddings. Like, I don't want to see any pictures of you without a fanny pack. I should find a formal-ass fanny pack. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that at all. I don't think any, no one would be surprised. You should start a fanny pack Instagram, but we can talk about all of that when we get off air. When we come back next week, we'll be breaking down war games and probably starting to do the build TLC, a kind of forgotten pay-per-view, which should be interesting, and Mox and Omega are happening because winter is coming, even though actual winter isn't coming for another few weeks. But we can contemplate stars and celestial things and those weird things in wrestling, like why the FTW Championship isn't really a thing. Take that, Taz. Uh, but until then, Whoa. folks, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Ouch. Goodbye. Good night. Welcome to war. Just not too slack. Fuck you, slack. See you guys later. In the ghetto.